Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. Hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program, our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Kelly May, our Senior Extension Associate for Family Finance and Resource Management. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you for having me today. So, Kelly, today's topic is about managing your expenses and stretching your income when money is tight. And obviously, the last few weeks has been um, quite a change for people in their daily lives as we've kind of dealt with the COVID-19 or the coronavirus all across the United States. We know that people are experiencing different at home. Um, For some folks, that might mean a reduction in hours. For some individuals, that might mean that they have been completely laid off for their job. And then for other people, they're just addressing a new dynamic of maybe having uh, the kids out of school and having them home all the time while also trying to balance all the other obligations associated with life. So today we just really want to talk about that when income is kind of reduced or is tight, how it is that we can limit our expenses. And um, let's get started and just actually talk about that. Where is it that an individual or a household would start if they're trying to reduce expenses? So the first place to look is just to look at all of your expenses and it helps to write them all down. And as you write them down, you can kind of prioritize. So prioritizing is important in that there are some things that are are going to benefit your family's health and happiness and some things that you have to have. And then there are some things that just make life a little bit more fun to live. So we could decide which things are more necessities and which things are kind of the extras. And so as you make that list, make sure those most important things go at the top. And those are the ones that you can't afford to cut. Um, Maybe you can trim them back or do some things to save money, but you probably don't want to get rid of them. Um, So it comes back to that needs versus wants conversation. And the wants ought to be the things that end up on the bottom. And those are the ones you can eliminate or scale back. Excellent. So when you start looking at your expenses and you talked about writing those expenses down. How is it? Because sometimes I think it's difficult to think about all of my expenses. Do you have suggestions about how do I make certain that I get all my expenses accounted for? And I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes I feel like I just spend money and at the end of the month, I might not exactly know where it went. Well, I can tell you that your extension agent certainly has budgeting worksheets that can help you do all this information. But yeah, there are a lot of expenses and sometimes it's things we don't even think about like, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, but we just changed some of our TV subscriptions in the house because my husband's all about sports and all of a sudden there's no sports on TV. So we decided that's one thing. Maybe we don't need to pay for the channel that has the extra or the service that has the extra sports channels because we're obviously not watching them right now. There's a lot of things like little services here and there that are extra that we may not even remember, especially if those payments are coming out automatically. If you have an automatic payment set up, you're not thinking about writing that check or that bill or going online to pay it. So it can help to look at your checking account to see 
what automated payments you already have set up that are regular. So those are your fixed expenses that are probably the same every month. And then you probably have flexible expenses too that change based on how much you use. Like one of the things that's very hard to track and very necessary to have is food. But when you talk about wants and needs, your body needs food, but do we need pizza? Right, right. (laughs) So there's a lot of uh, leeway in some of those categories like food and clothing and and entertainment, stuff like that. So I think you just used two terms that are important because I feel like that they're thrown around a lot uh, when people are talking about budgeting or spending plans, but fixed expenses versus flexible expenses. And as you just said, those fixed expenses are the ones that we really don't have the opportunity to change. So like our rent payment or our car payment, but it's really kind of the flexible expenses that is kind of where we can make up most of our ground. But is there anything I can do to reduce the expenses that I cannot cut? Yes. So everybody needs housing, heat, water, and food. Uh, But within these expenses, there are ways to save money. For example, if it's warm outside and we have the air conditioning on, we can turn the thermostat down. We can let the air run a little bit less or turn it off entirely and open the windows. So that saves a little bit of money. The opposite for the heat too. If it's cold outside, Maybe you set it a little bit colder than you normally would in the house just to save the money from a couple of degrees. Conserve water. So, you know, don't let the water run if you're not using it. Maybe don't take the longest shower you ever took in your life. Uh, Just cut back a little bit with electricity. Just turn the lights off. Unplug things you're not using because even a lot of our electronics nowadays use power even when they're not on. Just being plugged in to have the lights and things on them um, takes a little bit of of electricity. Uh, And then with food, cut back on restaurants, cook simple meals at home. I know meal planning can can make a big difference in helping you make economical food choices. And also it helps there not to be waste that you can repurpose your leftovers into a whole different meal, that sort of thing. That's right. So now let's talk about those flexible expenses or those expenses that I have more control over and I do have the possibility to cut. What suggestions do you have in that area? Uh, Well, I mentioned entertainment. That's a category that I think a lot of people spend more money on than they realize. With cable TV service, satellite TV service, and now all the streaming options. Um, I, I used to do a budgeting presentation that I would do in middle school and high school. And it used to be they would just pick cable, satellite, or none, right? Right. And now, <laughs> I, a couple of years ago, I had to revise the whole thing because there's so many choices now. And a lot of people do multiple of everything. So they might have two or three streaming services plus cable because maybe it's bundled with their internet. I don't know. So there's a lot of extras in that area. So one thing you can do is to keep track of how much of each service is being used in your household. So are there services or channels you don't really use? For the ones that you do have, check the channels that are included with the package because there may be some overlap. You may have two services that offer the same three channels that you really love. Maybe you can get rid of one of those, or maybe you could switch back and forth. One show is premiering on this set right now, and you can subscribe to that. And then when that show is over, turn it off and go to the other one for a while um, instead of having both. I will say that this is something we did in our household, and I actually did it back around the end of the year, the the first part of 
this year, I just kind of sat down and started looking at how much we were actually spending on television services. And we had gotten rid of cable beforehand and gone to one of the streaming services, but it still offered live TV. So it was a little bit more expensive. And I realized that I don't think anyone in our house was watching anything live. And um, so then I looked into all the different uh, streaming platforms and tried to find the one that, that best fit our needs. So you mentioned your husband's into sports and our listeners know that my kiddos are, are pretty wide age. So my son, he's 15 and likes sports and would watch any sporting activity or game that's on. But our, you know, our little girl is eight. And so she's still going to be into some cartoons and, and kind of the smaller kiddo type thing. So it was finding one that was a balance. No one got everything they wanted. Right. But I was amazed at how much we actually saved by going away from a live TV option. But what I'm more amazed at is that three months into it, no one misses it at all. Right. It's it's what you get used to. And especially if you're trying to limit screen time, maybe you don't need that many options if you're right. not be using it all the time. A couple of things that sometimes people forget is if you're in a metropolitan area, like I know we're fortunate enough to be, there's actually several channels you can get for free if you have the digital rabbit ears. So we, like you said, um, live TV can cost a lot. And we did make that choice to go away from that because if we need the weather or the news, we can switch with our remote on the TV into the um, digital local channels. And we did that same thing too. Yeah. And and I know that's not available everywhere. So I hate to rub it in for the people who don't have a Lexington or a Cincinnati or a a Tennessee, Nashville uh, close by, but it can be an option for quite a few people because it's pretty far ranging in those areas. And another thing that I often forget is, is that uh, like we subscribe to other services, like for example, um, Amazon Prime, we signed up for because of the shipping. And I often forget that there's free TV and movies that come with that as well. And if I right. just remember to go into that app on the TV rather than the four buttons that come on the remote, <laughs> I can access extra programming um, that's not costing me anything because it's a different service that I'm paying for and it comes with it. Exactly, exactly. So other ideas or suggestions that you may have for reducing expenditures? Another area that can be cut is communications. I know a lot of people spend a lot on cell phones, and I am not going to say that cell phones are not important because communication, especially right now when we're supposed to stay distant, uh, communication is so important. But one thing that can tie in communications with entertainment is to look at how you are accessing the internet. So are you paying for data on your phone or are you paying for internet service that has Wi-Fi? And if you're paying for both, you might be overpaying. So maybe if you've got good Wi-Fi in your home, you could limit your data on your phone, especially if you're staying at home a lot right now. Right. Um, You don't need your data. You could limit your data for now and just use the Wi-Fi in the home. And that could save you a great deal of money. Another thing is to look at any area that you have unlimited, like say you have unlimited texting, but then how often do you actually text? Go into your phone and look at how many texts you've sent. If you only text a few times a month, a few times a week, maybe you don't need unlimited. Maybe there's a, a threshold that would work for you that would cost a little bit less. You wouldn't have to change your habits so much as just paying attention to how often you're using it. Um, Making certain that your habits do actually match your usage. Exactly. So don't pay for things you don't need, basically. With a lot of people being at home now, um, if you have multiple family members and they're all on the same phone line, 
And if times are really tight right now, maybe you can eliminate a phone line temporarily and share a phone, at least while you're in the home together. With uh, communication, though, I do want to say that uh, some phone services come with a contract. So before you make changes, make sure you're aware of whether you have a contract and what that involves. Even if you have a contract, it never hurts to ask the carrier wants to provide you service. And if they know it's a struggle for you, and if you can explain your circumstance, they may be willing to work with you. Right, right. So let's also talk about, as we begin to wrap up, about how about what should we not do as we're looking to kind of balance our income and expenses during this time? Well, I know that one thing that can be a temptation for me when I'm bored is to look at online shopping. Yes, (laughs) I think it's a temptation for a lot of people. My daughter has a gift card and we can't go to the store right now. So she keeps asking me if we can use it online and I'm making her wait because I think we'll be here for a while. But I do know that that online shopping can be a temptation and especially with our phones. And, and if you get text messages from somebody, a store that you really like or uh, push notifications, those can be reminders that make you think about it when you might not have been thinking about it. So uh, just be aware of that temptation. And if you are shopping or when you're shopping, stick to your list. Maybe, you know, if you're thinking about something today, put it in the cart, but don't actually buy it until the next day. So you can kind of make sure, yes, I really do need that thing. And I'm not just buying it because I'm bored. (laughs) Kind of the give yourself 24 hours. And if you still really want it, you'll go back to it. Yes. You you won't forget if you really need it. (laughs) Exactly. Another thing is don't lose track of time. It's been kind of a strange void around here where not, you know, I don't have that frame of going to work every day. I'm working from home. Right. Uh, what day so, a week is it? That exactly. Type so pay attention to uh, when your bills are due and make sure that you don't get hit with late fees and fines and finance charges. So those can rack up quickly and it's just something you don't have to pay if you can just make sure you pay those on time. And then finally, don't let credit tempt you. I know Um, When times are tough, it can seem like a good solution to take out a loan or use a credit card. I saw some of the banks and credit unions and lenders are offering special deals right now. They might have a short-term loan that's a new option or uh, offer deferred payments on a loan you already have. So meaning that you can put it off for a couple of months while things are going on right now. And, you know, that can be something you can do if you really have to, but please be aware that if you take advantage of those things, it's going to cost you more that if you use credit, you're going to pay more in the long run because there's going to be interest and fees. And anytime you're deferring a payment on a loan, you're not making the regular payment you're making. So it's not going to get paid off as soon as it's originally supposed to be. It's going to make it longer and cost more. Right. We want people to come as close as they possibly can to balancing their income with their expenses. Exactly. Yeah. So Kelly, I know that you provided some links to uh, spending worksheets that will be available in the show notes for any of our listeners that may want to uh, take advantage of creating that spending plan. I know that the worksheets will walk you through kind of identifying those fixed and flexible expenses. It'll also help you identify all your sources of income, really help you think through this process. Yep. I hope that that's really helpful for a lot of people. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. As I I said at the very beginning, this has certainly been a very, very different time for everyone. And we, we know that it's been very challenging for some folks. And so I thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition and health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. It starts with us.